Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode number 83 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I am here to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out on the trails, keep you stoked and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks for being here and hopefully the podcast is getting you off the sofa and on the saddle. That's the aim and the game. Now, I want to just say thanks so much for people that got in contact regarding last week's episode. And if you haven't heard it, I would suggest you go and listen to it. Uh, we chat it with Robert from Freewheeling just about the Vitus Scarp bike. And uh, that Vitus bike's a nice, a nice bike. And uh, I'm getting good feedback. It was just... A general chat about the bike and um, people seem to be liking that style so hopefully we'll be doing more of that in the near future. I also wanted to say a big congratulations to the Vitus first track enduro competition which was held a couple of weekends ago now um, by the time you hear this but um, I know the results, I know how everybody got on so well done guys, well done to everybody that got involved and to all the marshals that helped out and obviously to Glenn O'Brien and his team that done everything there um, and ran such a great competition and I know everybody had a good time and a blast there so um, well done folks it's good to see everything's going smooth there and things are going really well. So on to today's episode episode number 83 we are chatting to Andy Coburn now about winning the Mountain Bike Northern Ireland Scout Leader Award uh, but we're also chatting to him about how he stays so stoked on the trails how mountain biking has changed his life and this is what this episode is really about how mountain biking has changed andrew's life for the better we chat about that we get into how it's helped him through really hard situations um earlier on in his life and um, how he's progressed through that with the help of mountain biking and the social aspect behind it the community behind it all that kind of stuff and i wanted to get andrew on to chat about this after reading a wee bit about him online and stuff and just having a general uh, back and forth email chat with him so um, I really just wanted to get him on and let you guys hear his story because this is what mountain biking is about for a lot a lot of people it's not about racing it's not about winning competitions it's not about getting sponsorship it's not you know it's about this it's about being with friends and social environments with a good community of guys just wanting to have a bit of fun get away from the nine to five that kind of thing. So we chat to Andrew about that and we also chat to him about a few funny stories from when Andrew started mountain biking and um, he's got some good ones. Andrew's such a cool guy. He's really full of enthusiasm and um, he's he's just love for this this mountain biking thing is really contagious. So let's hear more about Andrew's story and get him on the podcast and I'm sure you'll really enjoy this one. So let's welcome Andrew to the MTB Tribe podcast. Hi Andy, good evening. Welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. How's things, sir? Oh, it's all good, mate. All good. And yourself? Yeah, can't complain, but can't complain, to be honest. Well, I could complain, but sure, nobody listens, so why why bother? You said. <laughs> <laughs> so here, you're just, uh, thanks for coming on. Now, I know you're just out of uh, a class and stuff like that, so thanks for taking the time and uh, coming on the podcast. That's no bar, no bar. Uh... It's good to be here and be able to chat about things. Aye, well, it's cool. And I know you're 
a well-known face around the local trails in uh, Northern Ireland and stuff like that. And so it'll be good to get your insights into what's happening there and things that are going on and people involved because we have a great wee scene up there, you know. Uh, that's brilliant. Really, really good at the minute. And to be honest, it's probably not my face as well. No one's probably my voice. For <laughs> sick. More than anything, you hear me before you see me, for flip's sake. <laughs> well, here, listen, we need that. We need that kind of stuff around trails. It's awesome, man. Yeah, it's brilliant. Can't beat the scene at the minute. Aye, it's very, very good. And uh, I've had I've had Robert from freewheeling.ie. Have you ever checked out Robert's website? I have indeed, yeah. Him and, I've seen him and Maeve in the last one, and they were doing their uh, clips of the race at Ravensdale. Aye, aye. And I've had uh, Robert Almer doing a few wee things um, just for the future on the Irish racing scene and, and stuff like that. And um, aye, it's buzzing, man. It's buzzing in the south. It's buzzing in the north. It's it's real good times for it, I think. Yeah, and and even like, like I'm 41 and the guys my age that are doing it and keeping fit and keeping healthy and the kids, it's it's the kids are the main thing. You know, there's a lot of kids out there that are on streets up to no good and blah, blah, blah. And the kids that are biking here at the minute, it's unbelievable. You know, it's giving them something to do at the minute. Yeah, that's interesting. Why do you think that is? Is it is it parents that are encouraging them or how are they getting encouraged to start mountain biking? Uh, I think, well, I'm not a parent myself, but I think the parents are in the way. Yes, they're seeing their parents do it. And there's a lot of a lot of friends of mine, and the young kids are taking it up. Uh, you have Darren and his young fella Jacob and stuff like that. And every time the dad goes out, the son goes out. Mm-hmm. Then he's sitting watching YouTube videos and working on the bike and wanting to do things. And it's, it's great to see. Yeah, it's fantastic, and it's cool that the, the the young kids get into it that way as well. They start working and and spanning on their own bikes and stuff. It's pretty rad, eh? Yeah, because I I can't I can't work at all on my bike, so it's always handy to have a child about taking pull you out of a hole. You know what I mean? Aye, <laughs> that's uh, child labour, you know. Yeah, well, cheaper. Cheaper than some of the other ones, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, I, it's good, and I think YouTube and all helps with that. And you know, they can go on and watch guys racing, and and then they see their dad out, and they're like thinking, "Aye, I'm going to beat you this weekend." Ah, uh, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, probably most of them do, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no fear in them. That's it, man. And some of the young kids now, they they are fast. And once they grow up and get a wee bit of power and a wee bit of strength, you there's no way you could compete with them. Ah, you could put a wee stick through the front of their <laughs> their, their tire or something like. But I know what you're saying. Like some of the young fellas that are out with us at the minute, and they are absolutely flying. Like you say, that there's no fear, there's no nothing. They're hitting jumps, they're hitting gaps, and I'm sitting like when the things going. Now nah, I have to get off for work on Sunday or, you know, on Monday morning. So it's kind of, aye, it kind of puts you down a bit too. You're sitting going, she's a love to do that. Aye, ach, I know, but it's good to see the young ones do it because the sport, any sport needs that young, that young person coming up, you know, to keep it alive and to keep it interesting and things to get better and more people to get involved. So it's really good to see that happening in Ireland, you know. Yeah, definitely. You know, sometimes we do get a bad rap over here and it's good to see the young kids coming on, Jacob Dixon, you know, uh, he's he's out and about and doing good things there at the minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, all over the world doing things. You have Keelan Grant. Well, I suppose he's not a child anymore, but I knew him when he was growing up too. Mm-hmm. And he was quick too. And uh, it, it's, it's just so good to see. there. It's putting a, a marker on Ireland on a whole. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Well, let's chat a wee bit about you, Andrew. So whereabouts are you from? Uh, I'm from Warringstown here, so yeah, just outside Lurgan. So uh, okay, cool. quite quite handy to all the trails, you know, it's quite central. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when did you start into the mountain biking thing? Well, I'm going to say I started, probably bought my first mountain bike about 10 years ago. Uh, I can still see it now, lovely blue Claude Butler. Aye, and is this, we were chatting a wee bit previously, and is this the the Claude Butler hardtail that you mentioned? Yes, right, tell us, tell us that story, because I think that's quite funny. Yeah, that's, what story was it now? I can't, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> uh, when I bought that, I, I slipped and paid, what was it, 400 quid from Hicklin's? Do you remember Hicklin's Cycles? No, I never heard of those boys before. Friend, Paul, okay. And I got right. Hicklin's Cycles and 400 quid. And I used it just for mainly the road and stuff like that. And I was training before I got married and all trying to lose a bit of weight. And then one day, my cousin's husband says, come on, we'll go around Mary Peters and we'll try different things. So I went out and all like we natural, wouldn't be big, massive trails. And I loved every minute of it. And uh, one day we decided to go to Tullymore. Is that the story? That's the story, yeah. And uh, decided to go to Trollymore. So this wee Claude Butler with V brakes and hadn't really rode anything, didn't really know to put the seat down or nothing. And us <laughs> going home and down trails and putting the brakes on. I think it went through about six set of pads. And, <laughs> and it was just, you know, I didn't even have the right gear. You had a helmet, but uh, like a, an old pair of carry more walking boots. And the flipping trousers, and you know you weren't you weren't geared up for it. It's mm-hmm. a wonder I'm alive today. Like <laughs> it was crazy, but it was yeah. all good fun. That you know, it just got you hooked. You know, as soon as you hit like Tullymore, and you were going down some that wasn't the big trails, but even that, just being off road and having that excitement, that adrenaline, you know, you get hooked. I I know it's. It's crazy, and you know, it's funny, the Claude Butler thing brings back memories for me because I had a Claude Butler back in the day. I think I actually got that bike stole. But anyway, uh, when I got back into mountain biking um, a handful of years ago there, one of the guys that started it with me, that's what he was riding. He was riding a rigid Claude Butler. and I was about 25 years old, uh, the old V-brakes and all. And yeah. um, Man, that thing took some abuse, like. I tell you, I have to admit, it did take some abuse. I had forks in mine, which must have been like a, a top-notch model at the time. And it didn't work, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it just didn't work. It might as well have been a rigid bike you were riding for flip's sake. Aye, aye, totally. Um, so when did you know or when did you realise that mountain biking was for you and it was something you were going to stick at? So what age were you then? Well, it was. I'm 41, so that's that. Say, I was about 34, uh, right. 34, 33, say. And uh, again, we Walker was. It's my cousin's husband. He uh, he bought himself a giant Trans X3. Mm-hmm. So 
we were all riding. I was riding the Claude Butler, and he had this new trance. And uh, and of course went out to Tullymore again, and I went through a load of feet breaks. And he was just going over things, you know, full suspension. He goes, you know what? I need one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really do. And uh, so I think it was a couple of, I think it was about a month or two after I went and I got the Jan Trans X3 or two it was and uh, full suspension. I think it was 125 mil travel. Wow. And, yeah, I know. <laughs> Real class trail bike. And uh, I remember taking it out. And it cost a great bit of money. I think it was near two grand, if I can remember. Wow. And, and it was kind of one of them ones, you know, where you went from, you got to take the leap. It was kind mm-hmm. of, it's a lot of money to spend. You know, back in the end days, you were kind of going, a mountain bike at 2,000 pounds, even a 1,000 pounds was tough like. Yeah. And uh, I, went to, I went to Bigwood. I remember going to Bigwood with him, and it was a real rainy day. And the no, old knobby neck tires on it. And first time I'd ever read natural. And I remember going down a couple of the trails, the old big, or the big wood trails, which are all taken away now at the bottom, at the front end. And I remember going, have I made a mistake? Well, I can't ride this bike. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just like, I've just wasted near two grand on a bike that I can't ride. <laughs> but then, sorry, you know, you learn, you learn about tires, and was able to buy new tires and grippier tires and muddier tires, and then it was changing stuff like pedals, and there was uh, learning about suspension and how suspension worked, and I was able to tweak about with that a bit. And uh, long story short, like that we bike done me years, like I think about two years, and I even wrote, when the fox hunt came to. Uh, Ross Trevor for the first year. Like I rode that wee thing down the fox on, not a bar. <laughs> oh I can even remember doing uh I don't know if you can remember. Do you remember when Ross Trevor first opened up, you know, the trails? No, no, I wasn't really I wasn't really into it at that stage. I had I was no, I was surfing around the world at that time, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the, the, the Ross Trevor trails had just got opened up. And I think Glenn and I think it was maybe Plush and all they were having like a wee enduro to start it off, you know, using the trails. Mm-hmm. And I remember doing that. And I remember the last the last uh, section was Mega Mission. And I never rode Mega Mission. And I went up and I skirted myself a couple of times on it. And of course, got the race head on, went down Mega Mission. Brilliant. And I remember getting halfway down, hitting the hitting one of the jumps and looking down and going, I've never been this high before, mm-hmm. you know? And I remember landing and I just stuck new XT brakes on it. Kenny Castles had put them on for me the day before and uh, hit the ground, clean off on my back, brakes scrubbed out. And uh, well, I got the end. It was, all right. it was all right and I was lucky enough I didn't hurt myself. Like, But yeah, I'll wow. tell you what, that wee chance took some abuse, but... <laughs> Aye, it's good. It's a great story, you know. So you had that for a few years. Yeah. Uh, wow, it's great times, you know. And it's amazing how you remember that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, you know, it's it's your first wee bike. If we first trail bike, like it was brilliant. And what you learnt on that continued on. I think after that, I got a I bought a Canyon after that. Mm-hmm. One hundred and eighty mil up the front. It was a torque torque axe I bought, but. 
you know, had a wee bit of bad experience with Canyon. So then after the Canyon, I had to send it back and get money back and stuff. And then after that, I got a bit annoyed. I didn't want to do the whole ban online thing. Mm-hmm. So I went to Psychology in uh, Ormah mm-hmm. and bought my first Mondrager, the orange Mondrager. Right, had. cool. And uh, what a fantastic bike that was. Fantastic bike. And then mm-hmm. managed, I managed to wreck that. So then I bought an Ormond Rigger. Mm-hmm. And what I'm riding now is I got, had that Mond Rigger for two years. And then I'm riding a Sarsen now. Oh, got, right. Okay. Went uh, full carbon, I decided to do. Oh, really? Yeah. I know. And how old's that bike? That's uh, about. I think it's about two months old now, so it is. Right, okay. Well, let me ask you a question. Did you go 27 and a half or 29? Uh, 27 and a half. I'm still a man. Right. Oh, right. Okay, so you want 27 and a half. That's interesting. Um, it's yeah. crazy. It, this whole 27 and a half, 29 thing is crazy. Um, have you rode a 29er before? I had, uh, I had a land. Psychology can make a land of one when my rear triangle went in one of my Mondragers. Mm-hmm. It was the Santa Cruz, is it the High Tower? Aye, the High Tower, yeah, I've rode one of those yeah. myself, yeah. Tell you what, fantastic bike, 29er. I tell you what, uh, for climbing, absolutely fantastic. Like, I'm not the smallest of fellas, but I was I was climbing like a mountain goat on it, like. <laughs> you know, a lot, of, a lot of stuff on Strava was actually breaking. But I just found, for tight turns, I'm getting, just manoeuvring myself. It, it wasn't it wasn't for me because when I got my twenty seven and a half back, I was able to shift it about so much better. Mm-hmm. Movement on it. Yeah, that's interesting because I was chatting to Robert um, from Freewheeling, and he yeah. was te- he was testing one of the new Vitus Scarps, and it's a twenty nine er. And th- when I test it, Psychology actually lent me a couple of the Santa Cruzes to test. Yeah. One was the high tower and one was the Nomad. Yep. And there was myself and my mate Con and we went out. We both, you know, had a go on each each of the bikes. But I yeah. really preferred the 27 and a half. And Con really preferred the 29. Yeah. And I think it's just maybe down to a, a personal preference or a style of how you ride, maybe. You know. It, you know, everybody is so different. And... This is this is what makes it weird, you know. You have all the coaching and stuff, and you can be taught the basics, but then you you have your own individual style, you know, what you're comfortable with. Especially when you're on a bike, when you're actually riding a bike, you have to be so comfortable, and you have to be in your mind comfortable too. It's not just physically. Mm-hmm. You have to have it in your mind that yes, you can do that and do this, and 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 be able to throw it about, and yeah, it's it's. Definitely, the 29er will roll a lot quicker. I know the speed and stuff, and it'll hit the bumps, but you're straight line and stuff, whereas I think there's more play in the 27 and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's- yeah, it's funny. And and uh, isn't it crazy that, um, is it Martin Mays or is it Ryan Mays? I can never get that guy's first name. Yes, he's on the 29er at the front. Aye, isn't he? And the 27.5 in the back. Yeah. I think, if I can remember rightly, they did not do that. They done different wheel sizes years ago as well. I think on the mountain bikes. Yeah, you could be right there. 
I think that that it's been done. It, it's it's an industry that likes to change things up and keep things going, and I think likes to tell you, you know, this is the best or this is the fastest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things that a lot of people say, you know, that the bike industry just comes up with these ideas so that you have to buy the latest and the best and the greatest, and and to a certain you know, percentage, I think that's correct. That's true. Of course, they try to sell you stuff, but... Yeah, well, that's it. They have to keep it fresh, don't they? Yeah, they do. But I think if they didn't do stuff like that, we wouldn't have seen the advancement in the bikes we have seen over the last 10, 12 years, which has just been amazing. Yeah, the geometry and even the shocks, you know, some of the rock shocks and fox, what they're bringing out now is superbly. yeah. No, that's the game changer. That's very true. Very, very true. Um, so, a- apart from your bike, do you like your Saracen? Do you like the whole carbon? Has it got carbon rims as well? No, it hasn't got the carbon rims. It's just the full carbon bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it at the moment. It's between it and the Mondra. The Mondraker was more forward geometry. Mm-hmm. You're a bit more forward. Well, this is bringing the slightly back a wee bit mm-hmm. so uh more playful whereas okay. the, geom- the geometry i think with the the, the mondraker was if you were going downhill you just pointed you know and that was it you were just straight down with um but with the saracen you have a wee bit more leeway you know mm-hmm. but i've only had it the, the about eight weeks and uh I'm well, getting used to it, but it'll be interesting to see at the at the weekend for Ramsdale how I go on. Aye, so that that's cool, um, and uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how you how you go on with the the carbon because I think that's it's, it'll be a stiffer frame, it'll be a stiffer bike for you. Yeah, it, it's getting it's definitely getting used to it, uh, but I do notice that when you're going over rocks and roots, it doesn't slow down as much. Hmm. You know, you seem to be able to hit and travel further over them. Mm-hmm. I don't know, that, that could be just me or something in my head, but it's just something that I, that I think we've noticed between the Mondraker and what the carbon is now. Yeah, very interesting, very interesting. Um, so what other gear are you using? What do you like at the minute that you have? Um, you wearing any particular kind of footwear or is there a helmet you really like? Or Well, I have the Pro Frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the Pro Frame there, the Fox Pro Frame, and I also have the uh, I've got the Fox Flux as well, mm-hmm. the wee half, which mm-hmm. I really really like. There's a lot of it's so free and really really fits well on your head. You know, like sometimes it can hurt your head slightly. Some of the helmets are just a bit weird. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, footwear, I'm on the five tens. I bought a new pair of five tens there, the new Adidas ones, which are really really comfortable. Yeah, that's an interesting, because Adidas have bought 510, obviously. Um, that'll be interesting to see how that shoe advances. Yeah, it, 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 it feels it's not as clunky as the other 510. Sometimes it was like you were Herman Monster, you know, with the big boots. <laughs> <laughs> and these ones are more like a trainery, but you have a bit, they're, they're a wee bit lighter too. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, I'm really, really enjoying them at the minute. Uh, 
Are they I just flats, Andy, or are they... Are I they... flats, I don't know. <laughs> Not a right flip in business. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I tried it once. I tried to go around Castle Well and clipped in once, and I just, at the end of it, I just took the cleats off and just went, no, never again. Yeah. It just wasn't for me. No, it's great. Well, you know what? I ride flats, too, and um, I think it comes from my BMX days, and I've, I really can't compare, to be honest, because I've never really road clipless but yeah. I I don't even want to go there to be honest I'm just happy riding flats you know yeah I tried it and you know people always say to me it's so easy to get out of it like and I remember stopping on the mountain bike and just falling over to the side I just didn't find it easy to get out of it at all you know I'm sure people are sitting there going on oh, no look there's Andy off again but <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy, you know once you're clipped in and you do stop and you're trying to get them out and they don't come out, there's only one way you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's one of those things you just need to get used to. And I know you can get different types that are easier to get out of, different colours that clip in easier or clip out easier or something yeah. um, and stuff like that. But, um, yeah. Like, I felt a bit claustrophobic. <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye. It's weird, you know. But, again, it's just whatever you prefer, I think, you know. Different strokes for different folks. That's it, mate. That's it. Well, listen, let's chat about the Squad Leader Award you won because um, Mountain Bike NI have, as as we know, kind of like awards every year, once a year for for different things. Now, you won the Squad Leader Award. How did all yeah. that come about? Uh, probably because I'm a mouthpiece. <laughs> 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 no, uh, you know, I always try when I'm out and I'm out riding my bike. I like meeting new people and talking to new people and having a chat and you know asking about their bikes and seeing how they're riding and what trails they're riding and you know when you do that, it's like going out racing as well. That's why I like enjoy the racing. You know, you see guys there you haven't seen maybe since last year, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just talking to everybody and and it's like it is a big family in the mountain bike community. And I think with uh, the trail leader, probably I would if I'm if I'm going out somewhere, I'd probably stick up online. You know, if I'm heading out or there's anybody heading out, and do it that way. I'd try to try to get as many people involved in some way for getting out that I can. Yeah. Yeah, it's always good. It's it's nice riding with a group of guys. I I definitely prefer that myself too. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't know. I don't trust myself out in my own sometimes. <laughs> you know? I, I, so, so how did that happen then? So how did you get votes? Did people go online and vote for you then? Yeah, it, uh, it was the whole, there was a website stuck up, so people were able to vote and all for what, what their favourite trail was and what, what they were most looking forward to. And then at the bottom, there's votes for trail leader. So uh, a big thank you to everybody who voted for me. I was very, very, very honoured. And I was a bit surprised, to be honest, to be, be voted. But uh, it was nice. And thanks to Chain Reaction and all for the uh, the prize and stuff afterwards. It was, uh, yeah, it was well chuffed like. Yeah. So was, and, and did you realise that people were voting for you? I, well, I did. Uh, I put a wee thing, you know, asked if people would vote, you know, like the usual. It was more a uh, uh, presidential election. Just put it out there. 
Just a wee boot if you can, you know. I appreciate the vote and stuff like that. But ah, it just that's all it did. And then I just left it and just kind of forgot about it because what will be will be. So, mm-hmm. but it was well stuff. Aye, and and did mountain bike NI send you you know a jersey you have to wear now every time you're out riding riding you know squad squad leader on the back? No. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably uh, you wouldn't be too sure. Half of them know me anyway, for a say. Like I say, but uh, no, no, no jersey or nothing. Thank God. <laughs> that's good and it's good that they, they put that on I, I think it's definitely a worthwhile uh, you know reward for what you do on the trails and how you get people stoked and, and get kept keep people at it so well done that's very good thank you very much you know i, I like a good wind up here and there like yeah yeah good stuff so uh where is your favorite trail then and where's your local trail andrew where, where would it be most local to you then most local we're quite high. It's, it's, you've got Castle Well, and you've got you've got Ross Trevor, where it's about forty minutes, forty five minutes down the road. You've got Bigwood, just down at Newry there, and then you've uh, Ravensdale. I've really taken the Ravensdale there. Mm-hmm. It's they have the trails looking really great down there. But I have to admit, if I was to say anywhere, I, I, I like Bigwood. Mm-hmm. Bigwood, you know, has. Nice short climbs and the descents are good, and there's a wee bit of building going on in at the minute, so and some new trails, which is uh, really good to see. Yeah, and is that all natural still? Ah, yeah, it's all natural. I have to. If, I like to be honest. The best trail I like is Castle Well. And if I'm going around the trail centre, like Castle Well, mm-hmm. it has a wee bit of everything. You know, it's. Ross Trevor, I always, I don't know, I suppose everybody gets put off by that big climb to start. Aye, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, you're you're kind of, there's no warm-up, there's no, you're just straight up the hill. Aye, you're straight in, like, no, <laughs> straight in, no kissing, that's it. Just, <laughs> you know, whereas, uh, I like Castlewell, you know, it, it has a good, it's up and down, up and down, up and down, instead of a lot of ups sometimes, but. Every it's different strokes or different folks again. You know, some people love Ross Trevor, but it'd probably be one of my wee favourites of the, the the trail centres. But I like Bigwood for the natural stuff. Hi, hi, that that's cool. And have you have you went down south anywhere like that? Have you read the Gap or have you been down to Pike Bike Park Island, Ireland or anything like that? Or yeah, well, I was down at Gap. So it was, and I have to, have to, I have to admit, I'll, I'll give Gab a shout here because when I was down, uh, I broke my rear hoop hub, mm-hmm. and the guys let me a spare wheel for the rest of the day. So oh, very good. I did the Gab for doing that. That was, that was good of them. Uh, Road Gab, Gab's good. Uh, we're down Ballinastow mm-hmm. as well. I thought that the trails around there were very, very good too. So there were, and that's all I'm done at the minute. But I know the gravity's coming up, and I think it's the twentieth of April. So I'm thinking about doing that as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Aye, and like the trails, the the amount of trails we have is just astonishing, really, for the size of island we have. You know, ah, there's there's so much to choose from. You know, especially if you you're looking beginners, like I would sometimes maybe take the one side from the gym. I'd say, does anybody want to try mountain biking, you know, and show them? Mm-hmm. Be around Castle Well and try, you know, and for beginners and stuff, 
excellent. It gets them hooked. You know, they have one go on it and they go, you know what? They always, everybody thinks it's dangerous. And it is, there's a slight danger to it. But, you know, you go at your own pace, you pick up your own way, and you feel, you know, you go as hard as you want to go. You know, you become interested. You know, I I find a lot of people that I would take out do enjoy it and do want to try it again. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And Castle Wellman would be really good for that because there's nothing, especially in the lower bits, there's nothing really daunting. You know what I mean? You can, as you say, there's nothing really that intimidating there. No, and you know, the, the climbs aren't too bad either. You know, for fitness, it is, it is, it is tough enough too. But you can kind of do that first wee red loop without heading over, you know, the mirror's return. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or back, so you can kind of if they want to go back to the car park, they can just go down by the side of the, the yeah. lake, you know. But yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And you, you're a personal trainer, uh, Andrew. That's what you do. Um, and that's yeah. interesting. That's interesting. Do you ever kind of put anybody through a mountain bike Pacific training or anything like that? Yeah, I've had a couple uh, through. And plus, I do uh, like spin, take my spin classes as well. Mm-hmm. So anybody that comes in is treated to a nice. I would probably make it more specific to mountain biking, <laughs> where yeah. you know, a lot of climbing, seated climbs, a lot of standing climbs. You know, mixing it up and up and down and up and down and up and down, stuff like that. And then for like personal training, you know, you'd probably be on balance boards and it'd have maybe like a pair of handlebars out in front so when you're mm-hmm. on the balance bar you know you're out with the, the, the handlebars and uh, then a lot of leg and then probably a lot of core too and then mm-hmm. probably a lot of upper body but it, it, it's, you know it's one of them uh, it's one of them uh, hobbies that everything needs covered because you do use every muscle yeah it's very true and I know a lot of you, you you need that hip movement as well because a lot of the power is coming from the hips and yeah. that twisting and turning and yeah it's it's definitely a good workout doing the old MTB specific stuff you know definitely and even yeah the best workouts getting out in your bike mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know yourself or something you do twelve miles on a mountain bike you, you feel it hi <laughs> you definitely do you definitely do that's for sure now. I know um, that mountain biking has helped with you in the past, and I know you don't mind talking about this, and I think this is very good to, to have a chat about this, um, but I know it's helped you with depression in the past and stuff. Do you, do you mind telling us a wee bit about that? No, 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 no. I think the more you talk about it, to be honest, is the better, especially a lot of people. Now, I think... Uh, I think now it's more talked about than when it was, what, what was it, 20 years ago? I think like 41, I suppose 21 maybe, about 24 I would have got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say I was a bit of a party animal back then. Uh, mm-hmm. I was probably out about three nights a week. And I was out drinking a lot and doing, well, I wasn't doing drugs like I wasn't big into it. Uh, but it, it kind of takes a toll on you too sometimes, you know. Uh, I, was, I was probably just partying just as normal, but it. Uh, and this was back in the days of the raves and all that kind of stuff. So I, the, like, you know, this is back 
90s, 2000s, you know, that that's the time, like, best times of my life too, like, too. I'll not lie, but, uh, you know, it does take its toll on you. And, you know, one day it was like somebody, it was like somebody just had a switch. You know, you changed. You, you, you weren't the happy person that you were. Uh, you were you're stuck in your mind. You know, you you really are. You question everything you do. And it, it's like, it, what's the way I could have, I'm trying to think of the best way to it's like being present in your own mind, mm-hmm. you know, and there's never a good thought. You're always doubting. You're not confident. You know, you don't want to go to work. You just don't want to do nothing. And you're thinking in that your mind until you go to sleep that night. And then you wake up and you get five seconds of not thinking. And then boom, it goes back in again. Yeah. And I know a lot of people when they haven't been around somebody with depression or they don't really know much about it. I know a lot of people just think it's, you know, you're feeling sorry for yourself or something, but it's much, much, much more than that. Uh, It's not just as easy as giving yourself a shake and getting on with it. There's there's more to it than that. Um, And you were experiencing that. Yeah, it's. To be honest, I wasn't really talking about it. Uh, I thought there was a time, you know, sad. Do you ever hear that sad seasonal attention disorder or something, whatever right. it is? Yeah. Uh, and I remember going to the doctor and I remember sitting going, listen, we're a wee bit down, you know, and he says, well, it's probably the weather. You know, every <sighs> year, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I went, right, yeah, so continue on because it would usually have came i i would have said i could have near set clock at around october time you know mm-hmm. with dark nights coming in mm-hmm. and it uh it, it messed up a bit you know over christmas you wouldn't have been feeling the same or you just came up with that's a horrible horrible day to be like and the time you never you didn't really think about it because you thought the thing with depression, I think it, is, it makes you think that you're the only one that has it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's, there's that, you know, nobody else is going through it. And I think that back then, if you had, you didn't really talk about it, but I can, I can talk about it now, and it's all good, but I wish I had talked about it back then more. Because then mm-hmm. I would have realized there would have been more people with the same thing, probably, you know? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, and you got through it in the end, thankfully, yeah. uh, and it's great that you can chat about it now. But you were mentioning to me that mountain bike had a big, mountain biking had a, a, a big, a big change, it made a big change in your life regarding that. So how do you think mountain biking helped you get through the depression? Uh, definitely a, a lifestyle change, you know. Uh, people often say, I, I wouldn't even, to be honest now, I would very, very rarely, I don't even really touch alcohol, you know, maybe have a couple of pints or whatever. And people look at me and go, this isn't the same fellow we used to know, I was party boy, you know. And I'm more, when you as soon as the weekend comes, all I do is want to get out to the mountains, like, I want to get out in the peak and... When you're out there, when you're up on the top of the mountain, top of a bike, and you're cycling on the way up, you know, you've no time to think. 
you know, the boys are about you, you're having a bit of crack. And then when you get up to the top of the trail, you know, put your goggles on, getting ready to go. You know, you don't think about anything else apart from that trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it is all, you know, for that five minutes, you don't think about nothing. You're just trying to keep on. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. And, and when you started the mountain biking, did you realize that it was going to help? Were you still suffering from the depression at that time? Did you realize it was going to help you through the depression? or? Uh, I'd probably say it would have been, I was still getting a bit, and you would have probably still had uh, anxiety attacks and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, definitely, you know, getting out, it's, it's, it's just getting out in the fresh air. You know, mm. I, I, I know people maybe need, you know, some people take the tablets, the antidepressants and all, but I, I can vouch for myself that probably the best antidepressant is getting out into the mountains and going for a ride. You know, mm-hmm. it, it clears the head. It gives you a sense of achievement. You know, you have your adrenaline, you have everything with it, and it it, it really has it. Like I I love going out every weekend. It's it's that buzz. It's, it's it really has changed my life. Mountain biking, you know, the lifestyle of it. Aye, isn't it, isn't it funny? And you know, doing the thing is one is one part of it, but it's all the other wee things that actually make it so good. You know, because you're getting fitness, you're getting out in fresh air, you're you're getting to areas that you probably would never see if you weren't on a bike. You're out with friends, you're off your phone, you're away from a computer. You know, it's all those wee other wee added things that make it so good. Yeah, you know. It, it, you know, a, a part of it, I think, a lot today is do social media. And it's weird because this will be on social media. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm sitting in front of a computer now. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sitting talking to the phone, you know. And uh, <laughs> But if you look at how many, you know, people suffer with it today and, you know, social media, everybody can talk about somebody or say something. And then they have that, you know, you're always sitting going, oh, they, you know, they have this thing, it's like, they don't like me, or you know, like everybody can put an opinion on it. And you're seeing that, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's crazy, like. Aye, it is, it definitely doesn't help the situation, I don't think. Um, and I know the mountain biking thing's good. Uh, when you were suffering with the depression, did you always kind of want to be alone did you want to be by yourself a lot of the time is that one of the side effects of it uh yeah i think yeah that would probably have been it and you'd have been quiet you know and, and if anybody if you ask anybody me the day if i've quiet they'd probably tell you to go catch yourself on mm-hmm. uh, and i didn't like to be around you know you didn't like to go to places you were like socially awkward as well mm-hmm or with a lot of people around. So yeah. Was, it's, uh, and isn't it, it interesting, sorry um, no. for interrupting there, Andrew, isn't it interesting that now with the mountain biking thing, you love going out in groups, you love that social side of things. Has that helped as well, having that social, you know, kind of community behind you in the mountain bike game? Yeah, like the friends, the 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 people that I know now just through mountain biking is 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 unreal. You know, I if I went out onto a trail tomorrow, 
or whatever, I'm sure it could bump into somebody that it would know. Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of thing that you can go out, you know somebody, or even if you don't know somebody, you could start talking to a, a, a bunch of lads and go, you know, can I join you? And they'll go, I know bar. Mm-hmm. So that kind of thing that, that I love about mountain biking too. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And, you know, would you encourage anybody that's struggling with that kind of depression thing to find something, not necessarily mountain biking, but to find something like that? Do you think that would really help? I would probably say is find somebody and talk to them. That would be the first thing. And just, you know, don't be afraid to talk about it because that's the, the one of the biggest things that is the fight that that depression you know you don't want to talk about it mm-hmm. if you actually do talk about it you feel better and and definitely yes get out and i think i think the fresh air getting out mm-hmm. into the fresh air and being with people and just being able to forget what you're thinking about or what's on your mind for an hour, two hours, three hours, and being with people is it definitely does does help. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, how do you stay stoked for the trails, then, Andrew? Because you always seem stoked and up for it. Like, is there any days you feel ah oh, you couldn't be bothered, or weekends you couldn't be bothered? How do you always stay stoked and excited to go out? Uh probably the guys are right with. They deserve a big shout out. You know, uh, trail demons. All the guys there, Keith and Christian and Beefy and all the darn right and all the boys, you know, uh, brother-in-law Simon and all, you know, always out. And the crack's brilliant, you know. And if you're not feeling like going, maybe it's raining outside, they'll maybe turn around and go, you're coming, you know. And it works the same because, you know, sometimes they might be sitting going, I don't know whether to go, it's raining, you're sitting, come on out, you know. We did a better crack. Uh, definitely, uh, having since I joined one through Trail Demons about two years ago, and I've been riding with them. Has been an awesome crack so it has. It's uh, yeah, it, it, it definitely when you have people telling you to get out and doing stuff, it's brilliant. Aye, because I think you know it's like anything. You can only do something yourself for so long, and. I think it's the social aspect behind whatever you're doing that brings you together. You have the same interest. You can chat about it. You for, can forget about the world when you're up the mountain on a bike. And when you're coming down the mountain, you don't have time to think about anything else about what other than what you're doing coming down that mountain. No, you, uh, you don't want to think about anything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think it's really, really good. But you need you need that few buddies behind you to encourage each other to come out when you're not feeling like going out like you say you know yeah definitely you know well they'll give you the kick up the arse you know mm-hmm. plus plus the well that's you know they'll give you a bit of grief about it too you know and i have to admit too being well now i'm thinking 41 and the older you get you kind of go right i've an hour nine years to 50 i love begging let's make the most of it mm-hmm. you know because it's raining out there I'm not going to melt, you know, make make use of the time because you never know. You, you, you might, you, someday you might be able to, something might happen to you, you know, that way. Mm-hmm. So while you can do it, that's the way I look at it. It's making the most of the time while you're here. 
Yeah, totally. And that would be good advice to give to somebody who's maybe struggling to get out there or somebody who's maybe, you know, hasn't went out in ages and struggling to get back on the bike again. I suppose that's a, a good way to look at it. You know, just just no, get out yeah. there. And... Just get out, you know. You know what's good for you. You know what's going to do you the world of good. Uh, it is. It's a mental It's a mental thing. It, you just got to say to yourself, right, what else would I be doing? Sitting in the house watching TV. What good's that doing me? You know? Yeah, yeah. You're just going to sit and maybe eat. The pounds will go on. And then when the pounds go on, it'll make mountain biking harder. But when, <laughs> you know, the claims aren't good with an extra couple of pounds on. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, do you ever go to different trails? Is that another way you kind of keep things fresh? You visit, you know, different trail centers in different areas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, we're, we're everywhere. Like, you know, we've got Castlewell, Ross Trevor, Dava. Uh, I've yet to try, what's the other, Gosford. I haven't been to Gosford yet. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Murray Peters as well. That's always good for a wee run around. We, that's where we used to go before it was all built. Mm-hmm. The, the older trails down in through Murray Peters and then used to go on to, on to the towpath and go on the Beaver. Mm-hmm. For park. Yeah, but uh, well, I'd go anywhere. So well, Donner, Tully, Bigwood. It's there's that much, you know. And the more you get out, and the more you do, and the different trails you ride, the riding gets better as well. Aye, that's true. And you know what I like about the trail centres? They're all quite different, which is cool. Yeah. You know, so you, you so they are very they're. They're kind. Of, I don't know if that's just by chance or whatever, but they are kind of quite different, you know. So you yeah. can get a different experience at every trail centre you go to, you know. Yeah, Dava, Dava is, is is a wee bit rougher than the rest of them sometimes. I would say. Mm. And then Ross Trevor, you've got your DH trails, your two DH, the Pulse, and then you've got the Mega Mission plus your Red Loop, and then your Blacks and stuff. So there's plenty of variety. And, you know, there's good climbing. It is, I know we'll talk about the climbing and how bad it was, but if you want to get a bit of fitness, you know, you do Ross Trevor every two weeks. You know, the improvements in your fitness, just go, you'll see a difference. No problem, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very true. So are you racing this season then? Are you going to, you going to go to a few races? Yeah, I've got uh, Ravensdale this Saturday. So... And then I'm thinking about doing Balance Stowe, which is the gravity. It's on the 20th, I think, of April. And then I'll be doing Big Wood and probably the rest of the Vitus mm-hmm. ones up here. And then I'll see what, what else I can kind of get to down south. Because, yeah, I do, I do enjoy racing. You know, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not gonna win anything, you know. But I do enjoy getting out and having the buzz of the race, um, you know. Like I say, it's when you're at the top of that, uh, you're at the start line and your heart's going a complete dinger. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you look down at the chip and the chip's bleeping and you're you're going and it's just like everything goes on. It's like in Star Wars, you know, with the stars coming towards you, the first 10, 15 seconds, you're off that line. And then, and then you feel busted, all the adrenaline's just <laughs> You're going, oh no. But uh, it's it, it is it, you know it is a good feeling and the buzz about the racing at the minute and 
the north and the south is absolutely fantastic. Aye, and it's it's cool, man. It's it's as much a social event as anything else, really. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. Yeah, because I there's only sometimes I would see guys every year from the racing, mm-hmm. and it's great to see them. You know, you can have a bit of banter with them and house things. You know, it's that social aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly, and it's great the way it can bring people you know, and, and people outside of Ireland and, and whatever won't really understand this, but it's great the way it can bring people from the south and the north together. Yeah. And there's yeah. no, there's none of that old nonsense and uh, you're just there to ride bikes and have a smile on your face. I'm telling you, you know, it's so, so good for that. You know, nobody cares what you are. The only thing you're looking at is, oh, it's a nice bike. What can you do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are. If you're there to ride bikes, that's all that matters, isn't it? it, it and yeah, I think maybe politicians should maybe get a mountain bike and go out for a while. I I think it wouldn't do any harm, that's for sure. There's plenty of hem in their hands anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you go to the races, do you go with any goals or do you just go for fun? You know, do you try to get top? 20 top 30 what way do you look at it you know what if i make halfway it's all good you know i sit and get home in one piece (laughs) that's that's the main thing to get down in one piece and some of it uh yeah you you know you do have your friends and you you do have a bit of banter with each other and you do you know you want a bit of and i suppose it's like it's bragging rights you know Mm -hmm. you give them a bit of banter and all but at the end of the day, well, I'm sitting, well, I'm vets now, for flip's sake. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> some of the veteran riders now, you know, have been doing it for years. So I just look at it, I'll just, it's more of a friends kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And a bit of banter and, yeah, definitely get down. But I'll be well stoked if I get a good placing as well. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, there's a wee bit of competition in there likes to get out as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it's good for that. You know what I mean? And I think, I think if you mountain bike, you probably have that in you anyway. Um, yeah. You know, and it's one of those things. I think it's funny because when you get into mountain bike, I know for me personally, I didn't get into it from the racing side of things. That didn't appeal to me at all. Yeah. Um, but the more you get into it and the more you learn of the characters in it and how the whole industry works, then you're, you do start to take an interest in the racing side of things. It's just a natural progression, I think. Um, yeah, I think you become curious. Yeah. You become curious and I wonder where I would come in that or, you know, maybe one of your mates is doing it. I wonder if I could beat him. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And have you heard of this have you heard, sorry, have you heard of this two enduro race now that's going on? Yeah. That, 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 I, I wouldn't mind that. I, I think that'd be a good crack. That would that be. Would be like, yeah. If there's a load of ones for climbing and you could give it to the other guy. Take all, <laughs> take all the downhill ones yourself and the ones with a bit of climbing. Aye, you can try and do them. No? Yeah. I I think <laughs> I think that's just another you know that's making it almost more fun as well, and and you, you, it's not all on your own shoulders. You have a mate there as well, and you can, you know, it's it's together that you're doing it, and it's. I just think that would be a lot of fun. 
Yeah, definitely. It, it, it's like you say, you know, you're out with your mate, you're the two is you're riding, you, you know, you're probably sitting there and you have a plan, you're going to be planning out and you're talking to each other about it and doing things. And, you know, I didn't like that trail, you can ride that, but I like that trail and quicker on it, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it, it is a really, really good, and especially for people if they're a bit nervous, maybe. Mm-hmm. And they maybe haven't raced before, maybe having somebody there with them just to go, yeah, you're good, you know, where you go, you're going to be brilliant. It's just the, the body system. That's it, mate, that's it. Very good, very good. Well, here, listen, I've taken up enough of your time, but I want to ask you just a couple of things before we go. How has mountain biking changed your life then? Has it been for the better, I would say? Ah, yes, definitely. Definitely for the better. Like it, it has, It's given me a new outlook in life. So it has, it has really changed my outlook in life, you know, with uh, nature. You know, there used to be a time maybe I wouldn't have been into nature as much and stuff, but see, getting out and into the the mountains and having that peace and quiet with the mountains and even being places where you've never been before. You know, I would never have thought of going some of the places ever if it hadn't been for mountain biking. I've been away to Wales. I was even thinking about doing ice. There's an Iceland enduro. Wow. As well, but it seems to be very, very pricey this mm. year. But I was thinking of doing it, and that'll be a bucket list because it was actually on to the guy Lars that runs it, and he was saying he'd love to have us over. So I'm trying to get that organised as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know it's amazing. It, it start you start to think about things like that and about holidays that you can do away and stuff with your bike. Yeah, definitely. And I'm going over to see the lizard. I'll give him a shake too. Are you going over? I happy days. If I get over, I'll probably be. I maybe next winter. I think so. I'll try and get over and see him in Malibu, isn't it? Yeah, Malibu. I or not Malibu. That's Malibu. <laughs> that's in Hawaii. <laughs> Mal- Malaga. <laughs> Yeah, you on the Malibu? Hi, I'm going to try and go over too myself this year. Yeah. I and see him um, and and ride those trails because, here, man, that's a cheap trip. That is a cheap, cheap trip. Yeah, definitely. Like, the flights you can get now is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. it is. And and plus the lizard will look after you. Exactly. And you might learn some skills while you're there. Oh, that man puts me to shame. That, uh, <laughs> it makes me sick what that boy can do on a bike. <laughs> the only man he doesn't, I well, the only man he doesn't put to shame is Danny McCaskill. I tell you, you what, that, that's saying something. Yeah, you know, he, uh, the skill that guy has is unbelievable. You know, mm-hmm. and you know what, the lizard is just a down. He's a nice guy. That's all you can say about him. He's a nice, nice guy. Aye, totally. I seen footage he put up from one of his trails not so long ago, and he came down to this. It was down the road, but um, they had just come out of a trail, and then they come down to this kind of like hair, this like switchback in the road. Yeah. And he came down, he came down to the corner manualing on the back wheel, and then yeah. when he came into the corner, he flipped and went on the front wheel and went down the rest of the road in the front wheel. Yeah. If that had been me, I'd have been going down in my head. <laughs> <laughs> the helmet would have been taking the brunt of that one. <laughs> Aye, I, it's just crazy some of the stuff he does. You know, so. it, the balance and skills is just unbelievable. 
Aye, aye. It's, it's definitely, it's really good to see. And I had Nathan on the podcast, you know, and we chatted about it. And um, he mm. comes from a trails background, you know, um, yeah. the, tri- the trails bikes. And he, he's just carried that on to the mountain bike, you know, and he's just taking it a hundred steps further. Like, it's unreal. Yeah. He needs to get snapped up. So he does. Okay. Aye. And he's still yeah. so, but he's really young, you know, he's early 20s or something, isn't he? I don't know. Ah, he's only a pup compared to us. Ah, he's only a pup, right? He's, he's got all that ahead of him still. Yeah, definitely. You know, and a really bright future. Yeah, yeah, cool. And I, and I do want to go out and see him there because I think he's what he's doing and with his experience and everything else, he'll, he'll put on a really good uh, week for you, you know? Yeah, and I used to call him the house and I used to feed him at lunchtime. So he always <laughs> a couple of lunches. <laughs> classic, man, classic. Well, here, thanks so much for coming on, Matt. Is, do you want people to reach out to you on socials or anything like that? Do you, are you into yeah, that kind of thing? Wants to, yes, certainly. Where can they find yeah. you? Uh, Facebook's Andy Coburn. And if you want, uh, Facebook is MTB for fun. And oh, um, Instagram, I think, is... What's Instagram? I think it's... Is it, can't remember what my Instagram is. All right, well, we'll get that. We'll put the, those on the show notes. Yeah. And people can find out that way through the show notes and um, get to you there. But it's been awesome to have you on, Andy. It's been really good to have a chat with you. And it's, it, you know, it's it's guys like you that make this so good. And it's so cool to have you based around the Northern Ireland trails and all that because it is it's, it's the characters that make this thing so good and the community that makes it so enjoyable yeah definitely there's plenty of characters out there so there is <laughs> you're not you, you're not have the crack ah you gotta have the fun man that's what it's all about at the end of the day yeah but uh, thanks for having me on and being able to tell me a story no bother mate no bother and it's it's great and i really do look forward to getting when i get home um i'll I'll definitely give you a shout when i'm next next going out and we'll get together and have a ride together i definitely we'll have to put we'll do we uh go prove better footage aye that'll that'll put me to shame for sure (laughs) (laughs) good stuff all right bud well thanks very much here and have a good evening all right cheers thank you Bye-bye. Bye. Hopefully you enjoyed that, folks. That's episode 83 done and dusted. And Andrew, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate you telling your story. And, um, ah, man, I was in tears at some of that stuff when we were chatting on and off the air, to be honest. Um, you're such a cool guy for the sport. It's great to have people like you involved. And um, I can't wait to get back home and start riding with you guys again and have a bit of that crack on the old trails it uh, will be amazing I'm really looking forward to it now folks if you want to know more about Andrew uh, read a wee bit more about his story just go to the website and check out his show notes you'll get links there to his social stuff as well just quick easy links for you to access you'll find the show notes at mtb-tribe.com you can also listen to the show just via the website you can download it there as well onto whatever device you want to listen to it on um, and also you can get all the bike catalogue there so number one to number 83 is on there you can skip through them and have a listen to them whenever you feel you want you can also find us on socials we're on instagram and facebook at mtb tribe our instagram account now is over 13,000 followers um, 
and uh, lots of guys get in contact with me via there so you can also do that you can just private message me and um, that's no bother you can also subscribe to the website to the podcast just go to the website mtb-tribe.com you'll find a subscription page there just subscribe you'll get one email a week and I won't bombard you with uh, any junk mail or anything like that it'll just be a small synopsis of who's coming on the show and uh, what you can expect to hear on that week's episode so thanks again for tuning in folks thanks again for getting involved and it's great to have you participating in the podcast and uh, getting in touch with me and sending me out emails. I do read all emails and I will get back to you. So thanks again, folks, for being part of the MTV Tribe podcast. I do appreciate you listening. And um, here's to another great weekend on the trails. Let's hope the sun is shining. Enjoy it out there. And until next week, have a good time on the trails.